are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. My beautiful Ashley, how are you doing, baby? I'm so good, girl. I am just soaking up all this awesome fucking sunshine that's coming our yes. way. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. We're in a new month. So at the turn of the month, I don't know, there's just something feels so fresh about it. And spring's my favorite season. So yeah, I feel like I'm kind of floating in the clouds. How are you? Love it. Love it. I feel you. I feel you. I don't know. I felt like... It was a really dark, almost depressive winter with the lack of sun. I'm not sure if you really felt that. Like we had a few sunny days, but not a lot. It was very, very dark and dreary, I felt like. So I'm pumped. Spring, summer, bring it on. Now, we ended our last episode. We were talking all about uh, decluttering. Yeah. And detoxing the fuck out of your life is what you said. <laughs> so uh, tell me, what did you get up to, girly? Okay, there's a couple of things. So this month in the Empower Collective is really, yeah, all about detox, all about declutter, all about cleansing. Um, and so there's a couple of spaces in our home that really collect um, energetically, but also like collect um junk and the number one spot is probably like the entryway from our garage it's where the shoes the boots the coats the winter hats the winter mitts the snow pants the slush pants the the new shoes for spring oh all the things right so um that area is my declutter zone the other space in our house um, is the basement and it's in okay shape but that's where the kids play and so you've been in our basement before it just ends up being the zone um, that kind of there's a workshop down there too so there's sawdust and just yeah so those two areas are major declutter zones in our house that I've tackled and there's something else that I've been working on and is happening in our home um, we have stopped and it's very challenging but no more Mia okay yeah so just like with uh, trying to reduce the the amount of artif- artificial food coloring and artificial sweeteners and i know that that's what that is and i love it like i love mio i love my like flavored water but my kids were drinking it so much i'm like oh, i think we need to just not so we've stopped buying it and we're on the the regular old water in a glass jar kind of thing <laughs> Yeah, that's just like a fun. I love that little small step, right? And so you and I, and the things that we we talk about and do, it's not always the big overhaul. It's what can I do that's small right now that might be enormously challenge challenging. 
And for me, this is enormously challenging because I, I drink so much water in a day that I like it to taste good. So it's, it's a little bit of a, a sacrifice, which is, which is good too. Um, I'm not super Catholic or anything, um, but I grew up that way. So Lent, the 40 days before Easter was always kind of like a time when you give something up or you start um, a new thing. So it just seemed well-timed. So yeah, what about you? What did you end up doing for yeah. our account? You're like oh. the declutter queen. I'm I like, know. you decluttering. I'm like, you don't have shit to declutter. You know like, what, girl? I, you know what I actually did? So I did actually quite a bit, but the one thing I did was my jewelry. You know how it's all like in one big ball, all the necklaces. So my bathroom, our ensuite bathroom, like the, I did all of those drawers. So that's probably a place in my house that like does get bad. Cause I'll just like throw foundation in there. And so I'm like, okay, we're tackling all the nail polishes, anything that I'm like, yeah, you know what? You've literally had that nail polish for like 12 years and you barely paint your toes. You pretty much paint them like twice a year. So I did all the nail polishes. I did all the um, jewelry detangling. And now I'm like, okay, you need an organization system for your jewelry because it was so balled up. And that's why I have three necklaces on today because I was like, Oh, I missed you. I missed you. You've been so tangled. I haven't been able to wear you in so long. And so, yeah, so the nail polishes, um, even the like cords for all of my like hair products, um, like they were all just kind of mangled. So it's perfectly organized. Looks awesome. Tossed a ton of stuff in the trash that was in there. Um, and just yeah, old makeup, all of that. And then the other part was our kitchen. So our kitchen, when me and Brad moved in together, we just brought it all. So like we had, we had all the pans, you had all the fucking plates and probably still not a lot in the kitchen because we're just, we don't carry a lot of things, but I was like, you know what? We're going through and we are tackling every single thing. If we don't use you, you are gone. So like Mm -hmm. he brought an air fryer and I'm like, Okay, air fryer is great in principle, but we have never taken it out of the box. It just seems like, I don't know. I don't know. I probably am never going to use an air fryer. And he obviously doesn't use an air fryer. So I'm like, fuck it. Bye-bye air fryer. And just all those like little things in the kitchen. I was like, no, we never use you bowl. Even though Carrie Ann comes over and she's like, you got, you got like no bowls, but... In our life, we don't use a lot of those things, right? And so kitchen was a big one where, yeah, if it was a, like we have 30 coffee mugs and like we never have 30 people over drinking fucking coffee at the same time. We really only need like 10 coffee mugs. So we've taken our minimalism and made it even more minimal. So if you come over and um, bring your own coffee mug. Bring your own coffee mug. And if you have to drink out of a Spider-Man cup, I'm cool with that, right? And so... Yeah, we've taken that to a lower level. And then the other cool thing I wanted to tell you about, and I don't think I shared this story with you or with our audience, but I don't know if I told you what happened when I got back from Florida. Did I tell you about the orchid story or no? No. Like you have orchids, you have fake orchids in your house. Is that what you mean? I do. I do. Okay. Yeah, so I have a fake orchid, but that's not the story. Oh, okay. Like for months, months and months and months at Zares in Listowel, they have these beautiful orchids. And like, I've always walked by them and I told my kids like, oh, for Mother's Day, I really want this orchid. Like, and anyways, it's been a, this craving for me to have plants in my house, even though uh, hopefully they stay alive. So when I got back from Florida, Brad had bought me like a blue orchid. I'm going to show it to you. It has stayed alive since Florida. 
just wanted to show you how beautiful and pretty it is. It is the only plant that I own. I hope for the best. Um, and so in the like removal and in the decluttering, bringing in things that bring you joy or kind of change your space, I think is an important part of that. So anyways, so that makes my, that makes my life very happy. The only plant I own and I'm putting ice cubes in it for a week and hoping for the best. What do you think? You're more of a green thumb than me. So does that sound like the right approach? My I only plant, my only flower, the only thing I own that's green. I love it. Oh my gosh. So I have this craving too. Um, and I think it's from Heather, honestly, like goddess queen, flower essence, alchemist girl. She is like flowers everywhere. And since, since kind of chatting with her and like the energy that flowers bring into the home, I too, I'm like, okay, I'm recommitting to keeping plants alive. Like I'm recommitting, but literally yesterday I just bought tulips in oh. a like planter form. So same as similar to your orchid and they're sitting on our table right now. They're red and they're just doing what they're doing. But I'm like, ah, oh, I just need more alive plants in my house. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Yes. Oh. I love it. And I love that it's blue. Blue is your color. So no, I know. So yeah, it's a very, like, very special, like coming home little, little gift. So anyways, so yeah, my is that right? Is that what I'm supposed to do? And if you're listening to the episode and that's not what I'm supposed to do with the orchids, <laughs> let me know. But is that, that was my, my Google search told me four ice cubes once a week. I think so. My mom is a greenhouse person and she just like, I don't know. She just dumps water in here and there. But that sounds like a way more methodical approach. And yeah, I have heard that too, that ice cubes, because they'll just do their own thing. It's a slow melting yeah. process. You're good. All right. Fingers crossed. Stay tuned. <laughs> All righty. So yeah, and I think just keep on tackling it. Aline Padfield um, in the Empowered Collective this month gave our members a decluttering challenge. So I do want to take a peek at that document and see maybe some of the little spots that maybe I'm like, missing with my decluttering but uh but yeah so and we have her on she is going to be one of the interviewed guests on the podcast so um stay tuned for that because if decluttering is calling to your soul and the springtime fever is something that you're um reaching out for she is she's a queen i just i love her so excited to bring her on here ah so much goodness, so much excitement, all these little like seeds that we're building. It makes me so excited. Now we have one more other really super awesome, exciting thing that we need to tell everybody that's listening all about. So <laughs> Ashley, what are we, what are we planning next? What are we getting up to? Our next big thing, guys, is guys and girls, is we have nailed down the time, the location for our first breathwork uh, Ceremony. Yeah. Ceremony. We are hosting a breathwork ceremony on May 11th from 7 till 9 at the most beautiful place. Um, it is called... Um, the Renewal Retreat? Does that renewal, sound right? Yes. Renewal Retreat. Um, and the, the woman who owns that place, um, Therese is her name, and she is the walking embodiment of someone who just is love. Mm -hmm. Remember meeting her? We yeah. met her. She runs this yoga practice as well. And literally she comes in, she gives us a hug and she says, no, no, no. Other side. 
we need a heart to heart, literally mm-hmm. like pressing our hearts up to each other. She showed us the grounds and it's, it's, it's the manifestation of everything we've been talking about. So we mm-hmm. just knew that for the sacredness of what it is that we are, are doing um, and our very first ceremony, as soon as we were walking around and just on the grounds, the sun was setting, the river is happening. There's little bunkies everywhere. There's this beautiful building called Meta, these giant windows. I'm like, this is the lodge. Like it's my manifestation of the lodge. Like, um, and we walked in there and we just knew that this was the place. And so for yeah. our first breathwork session, we just, this is where it's going to be. So totally. And it's a Thursday evening, uh, seven to 9 PM. We should clarify that because people might have, um, work hours that are different, but yeah, seven to 9 PM is when the ceremony will be taking place. Now for those that want to sign up for that uh, particular thing, there will be a link in the show notes that you guys can sign up, secure your ticket. There's only 20 spots that are going to be available for this event. And so you'll be able to purchase your ticket on there. I did want to give them some tips when it comes to preparing for something like this and maybe some things to kind of consider because maybe you're listening and you've been kind of intrigued about breath work. You've been following along. You've heard about some of our experiences and heard about it, but maybe just some tips. So Ashley, what would you say is one tip for somebody that wants to come to this? What's one tip that they could do to prepare for a breathwork ceremony? Um, my one tip actually is something that I did not do for my first breathwork was, um, having integration time after. And so um, it's not to say that you need to take Friday off. Um, I will be just because um, for me, that integration time takes a little bit longer. And the very first breath work that I ever did, I, it was at the end of a retreat. We like, we're leaving Florida. So I was like shaking. I was like a whole new person. I was unraveling. I was, you know, all the things. And then I hopped in a vehicle and traveled home with my husband and three children for 22 hours. That was not ideal. (laughs) Um, so it took me a lot longer. I ended up, um, it took me like over a week. I was just like, like, cause I didn't take the time to integrate and Heather and Talia, the, the women who ran it explained the importance of that integration piece, but I was like, ah, what's integration? Ah." So when it comes to integration, I would say just making sure that you have time in your schedule, whether it's that night, um, so that you're not like racing off to a hockey game right after kind of thing. Um, or if it's, um, just one moment. I can continue with what she was talking about there, but just allowing that time to rest to reflect, to just sit and be is a key part with the integration. With breath work, we never really know what might show up. And so just allowing yourself that space, giving yourself that gift to not have to go back to work right away, to go back to being a mom right away, just that time in that space, that buffer on both sides, um, both before and afterwards, I think is really 
supportive and really helpful, especially having that integration be supported by practitioners like myself. And actually there's times when ceremony ends and you might just want a hug and that hug, you don't want to be just like a two second quick. You might need to be held for a few minutes and just have that time and that space versus running right into another responsibility. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. I, I love that. Tiny, <laughs> tiny interruption there. No worries. But yeah, integration um, and just honoring whatever that might be for sure, I think is a good tip. The tip I have actually has to do with what the day looks like with both your nutrition and with your hydration. So it's important, and we didn't know this going into our first ceremony either, but it's important that when you're doing breath work that you are hydrated, but that you don't have a really full tummy of food. And so, yes, this is at 7 p.m., but my suggestion is that if you are going to be eating something before ceremony, it's something that's really light, like a fruit or a vegetable, something that's not going to really fill the tummy up. And you want to give yourself a couple of hours so that your body isn't digesting food while you're also trying to breathe. So just light meals throughout the day, nothing that's really heavy. Um, something maybe you would have an omelet for breakfast, maybe a salad with protein for lunch, and then even fasting for a few hours prior to coming into ceremony is really supportive. It also can be helpful because when we're doing breath work, opening up those um, upper chakras is really allows that you can tap into your intuition, tap into source versus when we eat, that gets us really grounded. And so it's not to say that we want you floating in the sky the entire time that you're doing breath work, but it is one of those things that allows us to um, tap into spirituality and tap into even other realms of consciousness because we're not um, focused on being in uh, digestion mode with a ton of food in our stomach. So I would definitely say that throughout that day, just keeping it nice and light and drinking water will be really supportive in preparation. Absolutely. And if you are having having a meal later, just really being mindful that it is a grounding food. Um, all food is is typically grounding, but you're going to want to lean into those um, highly nutritious. Um, so you're not like popping to McDonald's after kind of thing that maybe you're, you know, you have something that is um, not out of a package. It's a homemade meal, um, just something that's a little bit, it doesn't have to be heavier, but something that really kind of connects to that grounding piece, because after you've kind of been in those upper chakras and connecting to that divine space, um, that food that you do consume, wanting to bring it back down to earth um, will help with that integration piece as well. Um, But like you said, Ange, we didn't, we did it right after lunch. Right. And so again, it comes back to like both of us being one, three human design, we fail forward, (laughs) all the mistakes that we did. Right. So two of our tips have been things we didn't do. Um, and so now we do and notice the impact and the benefits of, of those things. Um, yeah. And one other thing that I would say is just, um, coming in open. So many of us, we all lead really busy lives. We all are doing things. Um, we're, you know, preoccupied and our mind is usually going a mile a minute. Um, and that's okay. 
but just knowing that when you arrive to the space, just like kind of leaving all of that at the door um, and allowing yourself to arrive for you. Maybe you're coming with a friend, maybe you're coming with your mom, maybe you're coming with your partner, um, whatever that looks like. Just honoring that whatever that experience needs to be for you, um, all your expectations, all your schedules, all your everything get left at the door. And Angela and I will support you with that um, as we work through um, kind of the preliminary things prior to breathwork um, to help you relax and check those things. Um, but I would say that if you're getting that intuition and you're, you know, you're scared, leaving that fear behind and just going, you know what, I'm diving in. I've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So yeah. Any last tips on your end, girly? I think the only other thing I would say with it is that um, this experience is truly for you. And so sometimes the tip I will give to people is being conscious. If you are to maybe want to do it with your friend or to do it with your partner or to do it with your mom, being conscious that if this is for you and you know that you naturally, if they were to be there, you'd want to take care of them being conscious that this is a, a choice for you. So if you would naturally be the nurturer and you know, as soon as you hear your daughter cry that that may influence you and take you out of your experience just to be really mindful with that particular boundary because sometimes I will suggest yes absolutely do this with your partner but you are an expert on you and you know if that would maybe create a filter because you wouldn't want to go there or show that side of it to so being very um, self-aware with that piece and knowing that having that boundary will also cultivate a positive experience. This isn't the first time that we are going to do breath work. So don't feel as though if you're to have this spot and your daughter really wants to do it, or maybe your partner really wants to do it, we will be offering it again, but really making that choice based on what you need in this moment. And if this experience would be something particularly beneficial for you. So that would be the last, uh, last little tip. Amazing. All right. Easter. Oh. What's that? I was going to say Easter. Yay. Easter is coming. So that that's what I thought of. As soon as you started talking about food, I was like, oh yeah, chocolate. Chocolate's coming up. <laughs> yes. Chocolate and Easter okay. weekend and all of those uh, delicious, yummy things. I feel like Easter is a unique one because it spreads across multiple days for some people. Mm -hmm. And so some people on holiday weekends, or I know myself in the past, if you kind of have like a four day weekend, if you're working towards maybe fat loss goals or maybe been in some healthier habits and then you look at this weekend you're like oh my god what am I gonna do I gotta go to Susan's on Saturday and then there's gonna be all this chocolate at my house for like probably a couple of weeks that can create a lot of worry a lot of anxiety a lot of overwhelm and so I thought we could maybe talk about some strategies going into holiday weekends so that if you are somebody who wants to move through this weekend with some tools in your tool belt we can uh run through that. So the first tip that I have going into these kind of weekends is determining which meals are going to be out of your control. So maybe, you know, you always do a Sunday morning brunch and you go to a particular restaurant or you go to a particular family members. 
which meals are going to be probably out of your control and you're not going to have a lot of um, choice in what might be served or what is going to be available. And giving yourself, in most cases, green light to enjoy the circumstances that are out of your control. So in that moment, you're choosing to be present. You're choosing to enjoy every bite of the things that are out of your control. And then focusing your energy on the rest of the day or the rest of the weekend, the things that could be in your control. So the way that this might look is, yes, I know that I'm going there for brunch or yes, I know that I'm going to go there for supper. But what could the rest of the day that's in my control look like? So whether that is when you wake up in the morning, you know, like, hey, I know later on in the day, I might not get a lot of fruits and vegetables, or I might not get a lot of protein, or maybe I don't know. You're just making sure that those other meals are built around proteins, fruits, vegetables, getting that fiber up, getting those nutrients into your body so that those other meals that are out of your control, you're still able to enjoy them without the entire day being kind of, fuck it, I don't care. So that would be the first tip I have. Do you have any tips? Yeah, I would say my tip, and this is something that we try to use in our house, but I feel like Easter, it's so easy. It's such a perfect, because it's different than Halloween and it's different than Christmas in that So one of the things, even when we sit down to like snack at night, it's like protein first. That's like kind of the like go-tos, like protein first. Hard-boiled eggs are like as as known for this holiday as chocolate is. So Mm -hmm. you can take colored eggs to, you know, grandma's house and be like, oh, me and the kids colored these or me and my boyfriend colored these or I, you know, love coloring eggs because it's Easter. So you can do up a dozen eggs, have some fun with it, whether it's with the person you're married to, dating your kids by yourself, really bringing that playful piece in and you brought protein to wherever you are. And you're right, like, oh, I'm going to have one right now. And it's not a like, oh, she's eating a chicken breast at like 11 a.m. She's eating a hard-boiled egg. It's Easter, right? And so I would say for us, it's really just like protein first. Eat the chocolate if you really want it. But if you're just filling your belly because you're starving, choose the protein first. And then maybe you have two or three chocolate eggs instead of like 20 because you're hungry, right? It's like okay, my belly's not hungry, but I still have that like craving for something sweet, really just like protein first. Um, and be like, it's fun. I love coloring eggs. If I didn't have children, I would still color eggs. And so it makes it this easy, fun thing, right? Lots of people don't like to show up empty handed, bring a little basket, put your eggs in it, right? Like really just like have some fun with it and bring your own protein. It's like, the perfect time of year for that without you know being that person I love being person generally but also just like it's easy totally I love that I love that so good I would say uh I would say prioritizing movement in whatever way that's going to look like so that could be like hey guys let's go outside and like look for signs of spring if that seems like something that you and your family would do or perhaps like in our house the boys are pretty sports crazy. So adding that into all of the things that we're doing and making that a tradition. So like a tradition being, hey, 
We always do a football game. That's the parents versus the kids every Easter and adding that in as also, yes, we are doing nourishing foods, but we're also doing nourishing activities and adding that ritual of movement into your weekend. So it could be something that the kids are looking forward to and also something that becomes fun, active, and hopefully the weather is nice for that to happen. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Perfect. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that maybe pops in from an energetic standpoint. Um, just being mindful of if, if it's going to make you feel guilty, right? And I think of this even with decluttering. Um, I learned this from one of the people that I follow. She's like, if you have an old pair of jeans that make you feel bad, throw them out. You should not have things in your house that make you feel powerless in your own home. A pair of jeans making you feel guilty or bad, they need to go, right? Same with like a teacup that makes you think like, oh, grandma thinks I should keep this. No, you're just feeling crappy. You're not supposed to feel crappy for having that. Let it go. And so I think of that from like an energy or from like an emotional standpoint. If doing the thing is going to make you feel bad, number one, don't do it or... Change the way you feel about it when you do it. If you're going to eat the chocolate eggs, enjoy them, Mm -hmm. right? If you're going to feel like crap after eating them, that's where like that power to choose, being the commander of your own ship, take that in. I have the power to say no and I can own that. Or if I say yes, it's it's an all in yes. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to feel so good about it. I'm going to appreciate it. I'm going to lean into pleasure. I'm going to... Versus like, oh, I'm so bad. I shouldn't be doing this. Oh gosh. Like, oh, I'm going to have to like be on the treadmill for 18 years. Just like getting this off. If that's how you feel, don't do it. Totally. And if you can, if you can shift that emotion to joy and pleasure and goodness and the way that community feels because your family's around you and your friends and you're doing fun things. And this is really like soak it in as enjoyment because when we consume food, the way we feel when we consume it lands in the body. So if you're feeling shame and you're feeling guilt, that's what's going to stay in your body. And that's where, that's where fat gain happens, right? So if you want it to move through your body, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. You're going to, you know, and not stay with it all day, right? That like, fuck it attitude. I might as well eat everything all the time. Food is to nourish you. If you choose chocolate, choose it consciously and enjoy it. And if you can't, and it's going to make you feel bad, choose something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's pull some cards. I love it's so fun all right card pulling is just a funny funny thing all right today we do we do a lot of bitch slaps from the universe um but we are just moving into something a little softer today so we're going back to our maven deck here we are yeah and i actually already had a popper when i was like shuffling it so it's like just a little bit message so this is this is the message for everybody listening If your thoughts aren't your friend, ask a friend for a new thought. There is bravery in asking for help. Mm. That was the one, and I love that it came out so quickly. (laughs) Does anything show up for you when you think of that? I think of... Not in this moment. Not for myself, no. Not personally. I think of my, my neighbor, one of my really close friends, her name is Marcy. She also homeschools her kids. 
we're, she's trying to, she's decluttering too. Um, but one of the things we've talked about is like that asking for help is like that accountability piece. I'm like, if you just come over and we declutter my basement mm-hmm. and then we'll go to your house and we'll declutter your kitchen. There's mm. something about that, like doing it together. And we are often so alone with our clutter that we mm. don't ask other people for help. Mm. And I think there's so much beauty in that because you can, you really like, if I asked you, Angela, if I was like my basement, I just, I can't, it's too much. It's overwhelming. I know if I said to you like, Hey, Ange, I need you to just come over and just be here and help me get rid of stuff. You'd be like, Oh yeah, girl, I'll fucking throw all your shit out for you. Don't you worry. Right. And so I think there is so much power in asking for help. And when it comes to this month of detox and declutter and cleanse, um, we can do that in a space that we don't typically ask for help. So yeah, that's what like, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. All righty. What does Ashley Grant need to know, Deck? Month of April for Ashley needs to know. You don't have to have it all figured out yet. It is already written in the stars. It will be visible when you are ready. Just wait. Ooh, I love that for you. That's so funny. I was literally just journaling kind of in connection to that. Um, yeah. You were talking about that yesterday too. Like I just like that whole like trust piece and that like we don't have to have it figured out. Like I love that. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, universe for myself. What do I need to know for the month of April? Oh, oh. you trust and receive. All right. Trust your soul doesn't follow the construct of time. I love that we both got one about trust. That's funny. Receive. Allow yourself to receive the blessings that are coming to you. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my intuition. I feel like those just, they came flying out today. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, ah, well, I think that's it. Um, all of the registration information for the breathwork ceremony is going to be in the show notes here to sign up to get that spot. And uh, if you guys have any questions, honestly, just message either one of us, email one of us, and we would be happy to answer your questions. And yeah, that's so much excitement, so much love. And uh, as always, if you want to come join us in the Empowered Collective, first seven days are always free. We would love to have you join us in our sisterhood. Amazing. That's it for me. Happy Easter, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Catch you next time.